I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi. Oh, God. Well, how was your weekend? Uh, mine was quite, quite mad. Thank you very much. Uh, it was Yap Fest. Not my idea. Anxious to stress that. Uh, and wouldn't have been my title if it was. Uh, but nevertheless, it was great. Um, turned out it wasn't a cult. Well, it kind of was a cult, but um, I guess cult members never think they're a member of a cult, do they? Uh, anyway, it was really fun. We were in a house for a weekend and we did podcasts and uh, there was a lot of cake. Um, that's all you need to know. All right. Uh, I'm t- that slightly implies there's something more exciting. There wasn't. Uh, anyway, let's meet uh, our very special Monday morning guest. Let's remember to play his jingle. Every day the papers pop out and the streams of hate The fifth column's propaganda, they will propagate But who can plan a change in ramparts of the fourth estate? Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy Hey! There he is! Is he there? No, you're not there. Oh, god damn. Hang on a second. Let me just make the... Hang on a second. I bet you're here. Are you here? Yes. Yeah, you're there. That's where you are. I knew you were somewhere. Gotcha! Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Now I've sorted out the audio, let's sort out the picture, and we are flying. This is definitely working. Um, Hi there. Hello, hello. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was all right, it was pretty good. Did you join a cult? Uh, No, no cults as as yet. No, well... What did I... I don't even remember what I did do this weekend. Something good. It's brilliant, isn't it, how obligingly the mind will just... It was fine, it was nice. It was good and nice. Those are very good describing words, and I there think was cake. go into writing. Yes. <laughs> I use all my describing words in the writing, and then that's it. They're gone <laughs> out of my mind until 5 a.m. the next morning. In, in my head, I still go adjective uh, describing word. Do, you don't do that. We all do. do, no, we, all do, do, that. do we, we all do that. Do we, though? In a way, I think so, yeah. I'd, yeah. Like, to, I'd like to think so. Now... Naming um, word, proper no noun, word. common noun. Um, no, we, we, was, we only we was only allowed common nouns in my school. Right, yeah. Um, chips, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> wham bars. So, um, I bet you. Oh, got I love some... a wham bar. I oh, do love a wham come bar. Come on, it's the best. Uh, I bet you've got some describing words for these new 
proposed measures to do. Yeah, some, some of which you've told me previously I'm not allowed <laughs> to use on this stream. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Can we get through an episode without me accidentally swearing? It's always fun. It's, it's, always... Hard, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's, it's like a sort of roulette for me. Uh, um, so this is Pretty Patel, who is just... She's almost too nice, you know. She uh, is. She's she's a, she's a shining example of uh, of of kindness and dignity to other humans. Uh, is proposing some measures to do with journalism. Can you outline those? Was basically um, it's basically um, adjustments or changes to the current rules around whistleblowing. Basically, removing effectively removing any kind of public interest defense and very many many pieces of journalism famous pieces of journalism would not be possible uh if there was not a public interest defense for publishing say uh information covered by the official secrets act which when the official secrets act first um was first around was a fairly narrowly defined piece of uh, legislation but now huge numbers of you know thousands upon thousands of people have signed the official secrets act and are still bound by the official secrets act so it's quite easy to fall foul of it if you're a journalist brought information by someone that you know has a clear public interest for instance uh you know uh the uh secretary of state for health is sure. breaking his own um his his own uh, own rules on um Social distancing, for instance, within the ministry or, um, yeah, that's a, you know, corruption or, or whatever. Like, there are many things that are covered that, that, that um, you know, people are, are, are technically not allowed to uh, reveal, but currently would be covered by a public interest defence. And, and what they want to do is hack away at that, make it substantially harder yeah. um, to, to use that defence. In fact, near enough impossible, which would you know, have a, a an enormously chilling effect on journalism. I mean, Boris Johnson, I would have thought, you know, he's he's he himself is a journalist, Mick, right? <laughs> this is just trolling <laughs> now. I'm literally just trolling and that's now. Called a, and that's called a setup. Um, <laughs> well, yes, uh, over the weekend in the Mail on Sunday, the former editor-in-chief of The Guardian, um, Alan Rushbridge, uh, wrote a piece where he talked about it's shocking that... Boris Johnson, a, a journalist himself, would put in place laws that could um, criminalise journalism. And and my issue there is, this, all due respect to Alan Rusbridge, uh, but he's making a category error. Boris Johnson's <laughs> never been a journalist because the requirement in in doing journalism, and I have you know produced a fair amount of journalism in the past, mm. is, is is that it has some relationship to the world as it actually exists rather than um, being a presentation of the world that Boris Johnson wishes to exist. Boris Johnson's only ever been a propagandist. For instance, when he was the uh, Brussels uh, correspondent for the Daily Telegraph in the, um, in the late nineties, he regularly pushed out stories that were completely um, distorted or outright deceptions. The, the obvious ones that I always bring up are he um, is the person who created the the myth that the EU was trying to ban bendy bananas. Yeah. He was also the person that um, put out the lie that the EU were planning one size fits all Euro coffins. And the yeah. famous and the best one of all 
He claimed that the European Commission was insisting on smaller minimum condom sizes because of Italian concerns, i.e. the implication that Italian men had smaller penises, when in fact this was a a, a very dull piece of European um, legislation and, and conversation around should we make... Uh, should we ensure that condoms fit better to reduce the risk of AIDS? Yeah. But of course, that's not that's not what was reported by Boris Johnson. Well, I'd like to call it. I, I, well, let's call you know it's fact riffing. He's riffing, Mick. He Come he on. produced. He produced what would have had to be described if it were, you know, some, like you come across occasionally things described as wine style drink. Yeah, uh, because it doesn't uh, yeah, contain yeah. enough grapes. My favorite, my favorite drink um, that I I had uh, when I was a student in Manchester was from Aldi, which then was very little known, and it was called Bonora, and it was like drinking molten lead. And I memorized the sort of EU wording that they'd had to use to sort of circumnavigate all of the legislation about you know whether this is wine or whatever. Uh, it was it was pretty elaborate. It was a peach and orange flavored aromatized wine product <laughs> cocktail <laughs> yeah well in so in the case of boris of of what boris johnson produced which some people call journalism you would probably call it um you know uh fact flavored uh mendacity rather than journalism <laughs> like there's very little journalism there you know way below uh, the percentage required by the European Union, um, if it were to uh, have such regulations. <laughs> um, anyway, in today's newsletter, I, I, I once again go over the very familiar ground of all the times that Boris Johnson has has, has lied and all the times he lied as a journalist, including, you know, the famous time when he, while still editor of The Spectator and um, the Tories' shadow arts uh, spokesman, told uh, the then leader of the Conservative Party, something of the night about him, Michael Howard, that there was um, absolutely no truth in, in in the claims that he'd been having a long-running affair with his spectator subordinate Petronella Wyatt, uh, herself daughter of a former Conservative uh, minister. Hmm. And he called the claims an inverted pyramid of piffle. But then it turned out that they were actually a correctly orientated stack of facts and, uh, and he was fired. <laughs> Um, and he continues, and he and he continued onwards. Um, so, what you know, what do you think is going to happen with this? Just, uh, it'll it be passed. It'll it'll go through because the Tories have a stonking majority, and um, you know uh, we only have an opposition flavoured opposition. Um, right. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a problem. I think also the problem that people uh, on the left and uh, you know on the centre left aren't happy to to accept really is. I mean, look, Keir Starmer is is a man of the establishment himself. He's a former um, director of public prosecutions who pushed through prosecutions of people for um, stealing bottles of water, you know, and 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 mm. pushed for them to be to face the full force of the law. So you're not talking about a man here who uh, people always say, oh, well, he, you know, he was a human rights lawyer. But you've got a the, the mainstream conception of what human rights is. It's quite narrow and applies to only certain sorts of people. Only certain sorts of people get to have human rights. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Well, they're not uh, humans, are they? And more, more jokes, more, more hilarious. But a badinage from me there as ever. <laughs> <laughs> the king of bants. I, should, I really need to read your jingle. <laughs> he's a joker. He's a clown. Um, 
Well, uh, that's heartening stuff. Could we end up with a situation where, you know, kind of like we had with uh, certain super injunctions in the past, people overseas could end up knowing more about what's going on in Britain yeah. than Britons? Yeah. Very much so. And also the other thing about it is, is that the the huge the big the other mistake that Russ Bridger makes is is to talk is to say, well maybe the officials advising the Home Secretary should haven't really read much of the history of journalism in Britain and and maybe this is just you know a mistake she's making and that's another category error no no this is deliberate right and they know exactly what they're doing and the notion that they that it would be applied evenly you've got to look at this government and never trust this government to act in good faith because that's not what it does you know in the same way that boris johnson never wrote as a columnist in good faith so he says oh it's a menacing threat to free speech you know he said the prime minister is famously not a details man but i suggest he asks an official to take a closer look at the menacing threat to free speech that mr patel is proposing and stops them before these country jails start filling up with editors sources journalists who still care about the value of our free institutions but that's another category error the menacing threat to free speech is a isn't a bug it's a feature it's right. deliberate. Okay, it's right. to say yeah. to people that the government doesn't like, hmm. like the Guardian, like say Open Democracy, or um, or Disclosed, uh, um, or loads of different um, independent publishing outlets who do publish and push um, for freedom of information requests and, and 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 call on whistleblowers and stuff like that. To say to them, you watch yourselves because we we will do you if you do stuff we don't like. It's not this is not intended to get at the Sun or the Telegraph or whatever because you'll find should they do anything that um, breaches this law, somehow prosecutions mm. won't happen. It will, you know, yeah. justice in the UK is is very unevenly distributed, like as we can mm. see from the fact that News UK, while it's paid out millions in civil suits um, over phone hacking. Very few criminal prosecutions ended up, you know, going the distance. Yeah. And this very much is about kind of locking down government business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even even though they, they have a, a, a tendency when they want to leak something of conveniently leaving piles of um, information at a bus stop and going, oh, someone must have just left that there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. All that shocking about- news that this thing that that that, that, that justifies our actions in you know uh, with regard to the Russian Navy or whatever that, those documents just happen to be left at a bus stop in Bromley, but you know it's it's <laughs> you know definitely not uh, yeah. deliberate. Definitely. Um, yeah, I wonder how many MPs actually take buses. Uh, be um, I would say it's probably in single figures. I saw Michael Heseltine on the tube once. It was really weird. It was like seeing a frog on your carpet. It just didn't he, look right. He was at one time my ultimate boss when I worked for Haymarket Publishing. Wow. And um, there was a summer party once with a, where there was a picture of me in front of a bounteous table of, of um, desserts and myself and my colleague Tom Wiggins camped out there just picking away at these desserts. But it did mean we had to spend a good 40 minutes talking to Michael Hesseltine. Was it worth um, it? And I was pretty hammered so i was quite worried what i was going to say to him but i got away with it i, I didn't i mean mention, you're not working there now you know i'll make that true. point so who knows yeah in the long term i, I <laughs> he played the long game yeah. he got don't do it immediately end. just let him slip away brilliant well we'll let you slip away now mick um thank Indeed. you so much for all of your acuity in that and some really good describing words actually 
Really good. Some of your best. Um, don't forget, it's broken. You adverbs too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are. I don't know what those are. It doesn't matter. Um, Brokenbottleboy.substack.com is the noun you want. Yes, indeed. See you next week. And Goodbye. are you doing your paper thing? Yes, paper thing is at 1 p.m. today. If you, 1 p.m. If you on to Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash brokenbottleboy. Is that right? Yes, indeed. There you go. Do that as well. Mick, we'll see you next week. Take see care. Bye bye. Well, that was good, wasn't it? Uh, so here, I sort of piecing back the shattered fragments of my life after uh, Yapfest. It was, it was, it was amazing. Uh, we were all sort of bunkered in this house um, that I don't, I don't know if it's politic to describe too much of the house, but it was uh, a curious house. That's all I'll say. And um, you know, I'll have to I'll have to run it by the executive producer to say how much I can I can say. Uh, a lot of cake. Um, and uh, I've got some great audio that I will share with you over the next uh, few podcasts, um, stuff that me and Davey recorded. And we, it was live with an audience, which was really great. Um, there was a slight kind of... Um, I always find, you know, whenever I do any kind of performance in front of, you know, however big or small the audience, like in the flesh, um, it's always slightly kind of... Uh, it, the, you know, you, you finish it. And you kind of go, okay, that was great. I got away with it. Now let's get out of here. Like, I just want to run. Um, and it's not to do with, you know, the audience or anything. It's just a kind of like, okay, just quit while you're ahead. It's brilliant. Um, but, but you know, everyone was there. So I fell asleep on the sofa instead. Which And everyone was very nice about it. <laughs> this is sort of carried on the party around me. Which is great. Uh, we played Werewolf and uh, Barney. Barney was there. He got killed uh, first in the first round and then first in the second round and then I think second in the third round. Poor old Barney. I'm sorry, Barney, mate. These things happen. It's not you. It might be you. Anyway. Uh, that's it from me for today. I'm going to go and do some stuff with my kid. It's the holidays after all. Uh, might teach him describing words. I think he knows connective adverbials and fronted conurbations and I don't know. Poor sod. You take care of yourselves. Uh, if you want to get in touch, it's not today at swanburst.com. But I'll be back on Wednesday with some Yak Fest audio for you. Lots of love. Take care. Bye bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.